Assalamu alaikum jamee'an and uh, good, good evening, Dr. Farhad. It is a pleasure to have you uh, with us today uh, on this uh, first episode of Serious Ask a Doctor. So um, we are all here honored to have uh, Dr. Farhad Janahi. He is a consultant urologist uh, and also an assistant professor. Uh, and, uh, and he works uh, now in MediClinic uh, MediCity in Dubai, right? And uh, he's here to answer your questions and concern regarding uh, prostate uh, cancer. So uh, I'm here to welcome you on behalf of all uh, our followers uh, in Instagram. So how are you doing, Doctor? Good, thank you. First of all, thank you very much, uh, Dr. Lamid, for having me. And I think this is a great uh, program to raise awareness about uh, prostate cancer. Um, as you know, September is the month for prostate awareness and prostate disease awareness. So thank you very much for this initiative. It's, it's, a, uh, it's really a pleasure to have you with us today. So I think uh, we can start with uh, asking uh, the questions that we had from the audience. And uh, many of the audience actually wanted to know about what are the main signs of symptoms uh, that they have to look for that is suggestive of uh, prostate uh, cancer. Okay, so first of all, prostate cancer is extremely uncommon uh, in men below age of 50. Okay. Um, and unfortunately, prostate cancer, like many cancers, there are no signs and symptoms unless it's late stage uh, disease. So usually there are no signs and symptoms. Sometimes a, a person, a man above age of 50, they can have some urinary symptoms, like in terms of passing urine, frequency, or waking up at night to go to the toilet, or sometimes they may have urgency, or sometimes they may have burning symptoms. So if they have any of these signs and they are above age of 50, then they should consult their doctors. If a person has late stage cancer, prostate cancer, they can have back pain. So prostate cancer, unfortunately, can spread. And one of the commonest places to spread is the back, the spine. And usually they complain of back pain. Great, thank you, thank you, doctor. Um, I also know that actually, if we are able to spot uh, the prostate cancer in early stages, then it has a, a high uh, cure um, rate. Isn't that right? So my next question, and I got that from uh, many men actually, that in order to spot it early, because there is no signs and symptoms, so what kind of tests they can do and at what age they can start doing it and for how often uh, that they need to do that kind of screening test? So for prostate cancer, we have guidelines from the American Urological Association and European Association recommended uh, to do one, uh, to rec recommended to go to visit their urologist or their uh, family doctor and uh, at age of 50, okay? And the doctor then will uh, do some tests and one test is called PSA, prostate-specific antigen. Um, unless that person, that man has the first degree relative who had prostate cancer. At, in that case, they need to do this test at age of 45. This test should be repeated once a year um, uh, with a consultation with a, with a urologist or the family doctor who has a special interest 
in Manta. Great, thank you. Thank you, doctor. Um, also, I want to ask you, let's say there is somebody who is actually under the age of 50. However, they do have some of the signs and symptoms you've mentioned. So they might have some urinary difficulty or they're frequently going to, um, to the toilet or they might even have an erectile dysfunction. So, uh, but they're under the age of 50. Would you advise them again to go and visit the doctor in that case? Yes, so in that case, they need to see a urologist or again, um, uh, the, you know, a family doctor who has a special interest in mental. So it could, it could be, uh, you know, other diseases such as urinary tract infection, such as benign prostatic hypertrophy or hyperplasia. Basically, the, um, you know, the enlargement of the prostate, and which can cause those symptoms such as frequency uh, in urination, difficulty in urination. So definitely they need to they need to um, visit the doctor. Um, I said that they should visit at age of 50 if they are asymptomatic. But mm -hmm. if they're symptomatic at any age, they should seek advice from their doctors. Excellent, thank you, thank you. That's really good information to know. And um, so I got a few questions as well. It's related probably who has the higher risk. So you said that family history or having a member who had uh, some sort of a prostate cancer disease or any kind of a cancer uh, history that they need to be uh, alarmed for that. But is there any risk factors that we need to consider? Because I had a few questions uh, from people asking, is having a kidney disease a risk factor by itself or having erectile dysfunction also a risk factor? Uh, having a kidney disease is not a risk factor for prostate cancer. Erectile dysfunction could be a sign for, erectile, uh, for prostate cancer. So if they have any of these symptoms, erectile dysfunction or any urinary symptoms, they need to seek advice. Um, Prostate disease in general, okay, we're, in this session we're talking about prostate cancer. Usually we divide the prostate disease into three categories. Prostatitis, inflammation of the prostate, the hub prostate, okay, that can happen in younger age, usually in 20s, okay, and they, that can cause going to toilet infrequently, they're having burning sensation. So that's one that can happen in early age, in younger age uh, men, okay. Then we have hypertrophy of prostate, enlargement of the prostate, the prostate, okay? Mm -hmm. That usually happens after the age of 45, okay? Mm -hmm. And that can cause, again, similar symptoms. And then we have the prostate cancer, which we are talking today. Usually that's very rare to get below age of 50. Mm -hmm. So if they have any of the symptoms, if they have any urinary symptoms, they have to see the doctor. Excellent, great. And Actually, I do have a, a question myself. Um, when it comes to prostate disease, as you said, there are several ones, and one of them is prostatic hypertrophy. And it is something that is quite common, especially as a person go, grows older. So if somebody is suffering actually from uh, prostatic hypertrophy, would you advise them just to do a surgery to remove the prostate? Uh, is it advisable? And if, if so, would that affect their, um, like, you know, cause any erectile dysfunction or will affect their libido or anything like that? So if they have enlargement, it depends on the degree of the, uh, the obstruction. So if a prostate, as you know, urine passes through the prostate. So if they have enlargement, that passage is gonna be narrower and 
and uh, it's gonna cause urinary symptoms. So in those cases, we can give them medication. Sometimes we may do surgery, or um, you know, we have different technology to deal with that. Uh, hopefully, another session we talk about benign disease, which is not a cancer, and we yes. talk about different uh, you know treatment modality. Great. Uh, yeah. So uh, for for cancer. Um, you ask for what are the risk factors. So a risk factor, like any other cancer, so smoking is a risk factor. Uh, you have to be um, healthy. Obesity is shown there could be a risk factor. Another risk factor that many people may not know is if they have a young uh, female sibling, a sister that mm -hmm. had breast cancer, okay, uh, with the gene this BRCA, there is a link that the men in that family should be screened very closely. And those people may not have a high PSA. So that's another risk factor. They have a, a man that has a sister who had um, aggressive, um, uh, aggressive and uh, higher stage of breast cancer at a younger age. The men on that family should be screened at the age of 45, um, you know, even if they don't have a male uh, person uh, that had cancer in the family. That's, that's quite interesting, uh, doctor, because uh, a lot of people, they will not, they might not get this. Um, so it's good to know about that. Um, and actually, you've said that there are kind of different types of prostate cancer. There's the aggressive ones as well, and there's the non-aggressive ones. How common are each? And uh, is there any signs that we can detect, or it has to be done through lab, uh, lab discoveries? Okay, so um, prostate cancer, after someone is diagnosed, we divide them into three categories. The low-risk, intermediate, and high-risk, okay? Mm -hmm. Low-risk cancer, Usually, we treat them conservatively. Intermediate and high risk, yes, we go for interventions such as surgery or radiotherapy. Um, prostate cancer is quite common. You know, the higher the age, the higher risk of cancer. So if you take an 80 years old man, most likely that person will have cancer. But do we need to know? Does he need to know? Or do we need to treat them? Maybe not. So our job as urologists is to detect those aggressive cancer and treat them. Some patients have many patients who have prostate cancer, but they are under surveillance. So they have a low risk prostate cancer. We do not treat them, but we watch them. If the cancer is um, progressing, then we give them treatment because, uh, you know, if we do any treatment for prostate cancer, it has a lot of side effects. No matter how they do it, surgery or radiotherapy, they can have uh, side effects of uh, urinary incontinence or erectile dysfunctions. For, the, for that reason, our aim is to pick up those patients who have aggressive prostate cancer who can treat them and prevent uh, them getting uh, into a higher stage and a spread of the disease. Great, great. Thank you. Thank you, doctor. Um, and actually, I got a very interesting question. It was one of my colleagues. She's a doctor as well. And she said that she read in one of the articles, probably it was, um, it wasn't, it's not a new one, maybe an older one, that when they did autopsy to men, there was 80% of them actually did have some sort of prostatic cancer um, after, at elderly age. So my question to you is, how common is that? And is this actually true? That's absolutely true. There are several studies that show that people, when they did autopsy, 
even at the age of 20s and 30s, they had prostate cancer. Wow. Okay. So there are people who have indolent prostate cancer and, you know, we don't need to know, they don't need to know. Okay. So sometimes we give diagnosis of prostate cancer and I say, doctor, what are you going to do? I said, nothing. We're just going to watch you. But that mm -hmm. person will go and start thinking, cannot sleep at night. So yeah, prostate cancer is quite common. If you look more for it, we're going to find more. So our um, duty is to find those who have aggressive cancer. Yes. yes. As I said, if you go age of 80 with biopsy people, 80% of 80 years old have prostate cancer. 70% mm -hmm. of the 70 years old will have prostate cancer. But wow. do we need to know? Do they need to know? No. No. Great. And uh, that's also lead me to uh, another question is about the screening test, as you said, the uh, PSA. So um, you have mentioned that uh, the, this test may not be elevated in someone who might have a, a female history in their family with uh, breast disease. However, let's say at the regular cases, uh, when we are expecting uh, a rise in the PSA, how specific and how accurate it is to pick up uh, the disease? And is there other tests that are reliable or used for screening? So for a screening of prostate cancer, really we, had, uh, we have two tests. One is the blood test, PSA, which mm -hmm. is not that sensitive, okay? Mm -hmm. But it's good for a screening. I mean, if someone uh, PSA is normal, and we don't talk about normal PSA, basically we have some cutoff for different ages. So usually we say for a man, you know, below age of 60, it should be below, around, below four, okay? So if someone comes and PSA is three, has no risk factor, uh, we will not proceed with anything. But if someone comes with a PSA of five and we repeat that test, because it can cause false uh, positive, such mm -hmm. as if that person has urine tract infection okay. or they had ejaculation before the test, the night before the test, PSA can, can, can be high for, for, for those reasons. So we always say if they have, we don't go with one test. If, if someone comes to me with a rise PSA, I can come back in six weeks to two months time and we do another PSA. If that is high, then we go to the next stage. So the two tests for screening we had was uh, PSA and digital rectal examination, which yes. all men here, okay? Yes. And that's why they don't want to come and see us. Uh -huh. um, digital rectal examination, again, is very um, subjective, okay? You go to a different urologist, they have a different uh, opinion, okay? Uh, now what we do is we do PSA. If the PSA is high, we do uh, uh, MRI, a specific MRI called multiparametric uh, MRI, and that will give us a very good indication. So in the past, uh, when I was a trainee, we used to do DRE, digital rectal examination, and a PSA, and any of them was positive, then we go for a transrectal biopsy, which is again, a not, a, not a nice experience for men yes. going through the rectum and taking biopsies. Now, the guideline has changed. We do PSA. We repeat it again if it was high the first time. Then we go to the second one. If it's still high, we do MRI. So really, we don't invade men uh, as they fear, especially in this environment, in this culture. People don't like to have this digital rectal examination. Yes, I think that's a good news, uh, Dr. Farhad. Uh, people be delighted to know that there is options. 
Um, so actually, that's my, the questions that I got from the audience. And um, I would like to know from you a last advice that you want to advise uh, men and uh, around there. And also, you told me that this awareness is not for men also. Uh, women need to be aware of that. So if you uh, want to elaborate on this, and thank you. My experience here, especially in the UAE, men usually don't like to come to see a doctor, you know, whereas women, they look after themselves much more. They go, such as breast screening. Men usually don't like to come unless they are forced to. So majority of the patients that I see, they come through uh, their, their, their spouse. So uh, that's very important. I think this session is, I think more women will watch it than men. Yes. And the women will go and convey the message to, uh, to the men in the family. So yeah, absolutely. So the daughters, they bring the father or the wife bring the husband. So this, this is a little bit different than in Europe. Um, so I think this program will be much more useful for women than Good. men. I'm, I'm really happy, um, actually, to be part of this. And, uh, uh, Doctor, I want to tell you that um, I noticed that there's not much awareness, or let's say not much enough awareness about um, men's disease in general and maybe prostate cancer specifically. So I think this is a great opportunity uh, to have you, our expert, uh, to talk with us today and to answer uh, our audience uh, questions. Uh, it's really a pleasure to have you and we'd like to have you also in the future sessions as well. Inshallah. Thank you very much, Dr. Lamy. Thank you for this initiative. Um, prostate cancer, unfortunately, yes, you know, people, not many men, they know uh, in this country, as you know, for breast cancer, we have uh, pink carbon. There are a lot of uh, awareness campaign, but when it comes to men cancer, unfortunately, uh, we don't have that many. So hopefully a program such as this will raise the awareness about prostate cancer and men cancer. Inshallah. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time. And it was a pleasure again. And hopefully we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you.